Today we Today are facing we are fi- some of the greatest challenges of our lives, from our health to political unrest, the environment, financial uncertainty, and the nation's racial divide. Welcome to Bill Myers Inspires. My idea for this show was to invite guests and get the conversation started, to take a deep dive into the issues that impact our world with an eye to exploring solutions. And we encourage our listeners to look within themselves to take decisive action to make a positive difference. Welcome to Bill Myers Inspires. I'm your host, Bill Myers. And today's show, uh, we are going to be talking about Blacks and autism, from disability to super blessing, with my guest today, Mr. Antonio Myers, who hails from Washington, D.C., Uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, Antonio. Um, How I came across Antonio, let me share that with you first, because it's pretty interesting. So recently, I was the guest on his podcast, which is uh, entitled Tonio Time Daily. And, you know, I just immediately knew that that I was in a a very unique place. Um, I enjoyed my time on his show. And it was right at the end of the show that he happened to express an interest in wanting to perhaps be on my show. And I said to him to please send me an email, but I wanted to figure out perhaps what topic it would be that we would discuss, at which time he shared with me that uh, he is autistic and would like to cover that. And that got me to thinking immediately that as much as I've heard about autism, I have never really heard a conversation or data or anything related to the black community and autism. And as we've been going through the show on Bill Myers Inspires, we've been covering, um, you know, the status of blacks in America and where the gaps are and, and, and racism and, and these, these, these inequities that exist. And so I was very happy to, uh, to entertain this idea of Blacks and autism, because I think this is important stuff. I was familiar with autism to a mild degree through some other folks, but certainly not looking at Blacks and autism. So I'm, I'm very grateful to Antonia for being here today. So I'm going to give you a little bit of his background, and we'll cover a little bit more as we go. As a child, uh, other kids uh, tossed epithets my way out in public during middle and high school, such as dumb, stupid, lazy, even retarded. Once someone told me that I should be shut up in a basement, my friends and I had to defend each other with words seasoned with grace because of the cruelty I am considered high-functioning on the autism spectrum. I was unable to speak until the age of four when I was in kindergarten and said my first words, stop bullying my friend. That right there says so very much. And and, and we're going to explore more about Antonio's bio as we get going. But in preparation for the show, uh, you know, I always like to do some research myself and, and to, you know, uh, make sure that I am 
well-versed in being able to conduct a conversation on certain topics. So as I went on to Google and did a search on data as it relates to Blacks and autism or autism in the Black community, um, I really was unable to locate much data there. Um, and so uh, there was a web, an organization that is called thecolorofautism.org is their website, and they are out of Detroit, Michigan. And there was a phone number there. And so I called them and had a conversation with Camille Proctor, who is one of the leading people with that organization. And I just simply asked her to if she could direct me to data um, uh, that uh, would inform me about the rate or, or, or whatever as far as autism and the, its effect in the Black community. And she began to tell me a story which was along the lines of the data as it relates to the autistic community is not very rich. Uh, in fact, um, they, they as an autism and, and, and of people of color, the color of autism.org, they are looking and seek to get uh, solid data. So it seemed like there was a gap perhaps in the uh, statistics and the research as it relates to the black community and autism. Something else occurred to me in every other health related area as we've explored even on this show with regards to racial disparages in that, um, the little bit of data that I came across felt to me to be incomplete. In fact, I'm not even sure that uh, the measuring as it relates to autism in the black community is accurate and or if the black community itself who, who doesn't have the greatest um, uh, track record historically with regards to being in the healthcare system. So I think that a lot of the measurements and all that may be very, very wrong because in every category, when we talk about asthma, we talk about birth defects, we talk about child mortality uh, rates, we talk about all of these things. In every one of these things, without a doubt, the rate as it affects Black people is always much higher. And so there very well could be plenty of people in the Black community who actually have some degree or on the spectrum, I'm speaking out of my turn, but I want to ask about spectrum in a minute, but, but may not even know enough about autism to be able to know whether they have it or not. So I would bet you that those numbers are higher, but I also need to share with you that the data is a little lean as it relates to the Black community and autism. Enough said there, but now I want to open up uh, and introduce you to my special guest, Mr. Antonio Myers, who is, we are not related, but I want to be, because he's fantastic, and uh, I, I thank you so much for having me on your show, Antonio, and um, so tell us, tell us what we, we need to know about autism, and, and uh, you know, just kind of getting into it. First of all, what is the idea of spectrum? Uh, because I know we'll probably be using language that people may or may not understand, and I'm I am certainly not an expert in that either. But a spectrum is basically a wide ranging 
arena of different ways of being autistic. I do not like to get into the functionality portion because it's super controversial and it can be super offensive. Um, for example, I was placed on the high functioning end, meaning I can cook on my own, clean on my own, full independent living just fine with little to no help. Well, you have some people who, because they are considered by side to be low functioning and that they would need lot they would need lots of assistance when it comes to cooking, cleaning, and living on their own. And some of us have been depicted in the media as people who are always having eye peoples looking to the side and drooling. And a lot of us, like I said, to be socially inept. Um, but a lot of us don't fit those uh, pop culture uh, stereotypes and biases at all. So if you see one person with autism, that's just one person with autism. And we can't, I can't speak for everyone in the autism community because that would be unfair. Um, but I can speak for myself with autism. Um, that would not be considered partiality at all. So it depends on who you interact with and who you're communicating with. Mm-hmm. Well, I understand that. And it sounds to me that there's a, you know, I, I can sort of draw a, uh, um, a common, a commonality as it relates to autism, uh, similar to perhaps the same wide range that exists with things like the, de, uh, dementia. Uh, how that manifests in individuals is very different from individual to individual. As I have currently, you know, both of my parents have different uh, levels or, or different, uh, um, you know, uh, levels or, 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 or uh, of a dementia, you know, so, so yes, I can understand that. And, um, but so is it true perhaps that there is that uh, gap as we were speaking Um in the data that's actually be, been collected as it relates to Black people in the community? Yes, I do think that the reason why there's a gap in data is because there is very little interest. If there's a lot of interest, the data would be higher. But if there's a dwindling of interest or there's zero interest, then the data would shrink. So. I think if more people are interested, we could find more people in the Black community who have autism or on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. You know, in our world, if it's not highly publicized or highly broadcasted, then people won't even think about these kinds of subject matters that we are engaging in. But if it were to be notified to the public, then the data would change, hopefully. Well, I certainly hope that, you know, that, that this show can be a part of, you know, shining a light on that subject. I'm certainly not Oprah Winfrey, but, but, <laughs> but, I, but I am interested. And I do think it's certainly 
uh, you know, I hate to use a word like worthy, but necessary for us to, to know more about it and to inform the public um, and to, you know, uh, bring that call to action to it and uh, so that the necessary funding and the necessary research and the necessary treatments and all that uh, can get to the, the people who need it. So, uh, but yeah, it, it seems uh, a sad statement that it doesn't have enough, uh, it's not capturing enough headline attention. So therefore it's not really important, you know, and uh, it's very important. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very, um, I'm very curious about it because like I said, once I started looking into it and then got this information from Camille Proctor from the color of autism.org in Detroit, they were, you know, they said, I wish I had more data for you. Uh, but we are trying to get grants and we're applying and we're trying to get the necessary resources so that we can get the research done and uh, become more informed. So, so what is the status in Washington, D.C. as it relates to that? Because that's your community. And I want to know, um, you know, and you are in a position, you work as uh, in the D.C. Um, area as a disabilities representative. Is that correct? Yes. Oh, so, okay. So, so what do you see in, in the larger community? We're coming up on a break, but I just want to touch on that before we keep going here. I would say there's a lot of us in the district who are Black and autistic. Myself, my peer group, the DMV area, East Maryland, Virginia, I encounter a lot of uh, children on the spectrum of color like myself. Um, and then growing more in this advocacy, I met more people such as myself. So there are a lot of us in the, from my personal experience. Um, I had even adolescents, there were um, at, uh, teenagers on the spectrum that I went to high school with. Uh, I went to a college where I met plenty of black uh, young adults on the spectrum. And every school I went to, I, I was always meeting young black people on the spectrum too. So there's a lot of us indeed. Okay, okay. Well, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm eager to learn more and I am so glad you're here and we're going to take a, our first break right now. You are listening to Bill Myers Inspires right here on the Inspired Choices Network. And today we're talking about blacks and autism with my special guest, Mr. Antonio Myers. We'll be back in just a moment. Today, we are facing some of the greatest challenges of our lives from our health to political unrest, the environment, financial uncertainty, and the nation's racial divide. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Bill Myers Inspires as he and his guests take a deep dive into the issues that impact our world with an eye to exploring solutions. Emmy Award-winning actor Bill Myers is an accomplished actor, jazz musician, filmmaker, writer, educator, and speaker. As a biracial man who's both black and white, Bill leverages his background, talent, and voice through creativity, 
compassion, and connection as activism for social justice to focus on uniting the divide and compelling change. Bill Myers Inspires encourages listeners to look within themselves and take decisive action to make a positive difference. For more information, visit his website, BillMyersInspires.com, and sign in for the latest news and updates. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You're listening to Bill Myers Inspires here on the Inspired Choices Network. We're here every Friday. 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for joining us. And now, let's get back to the conversation. We're back, and today we are discussing Blacks and autism from disability to super blessing with my guest, uh, Mr. Antonio Myers. Antonio, I want to take a moment here and uh, reflect on a recent story, um, a recent tragic story, um, as it relates to the necessity for us to understand publicly much, much more about autism. And and I mean necessity, because this this, uh, story that I'm about to talk about is the 23-year-old Elijah McLean and what happened to him in Aurora, Colorado, after he was stopped by the police as he walked home from a convenience store last August uh, because someone saw the young man, a young black man, and reported a suspicious person. Um, He was wearing a hoodie, and uh, his behavior was something that the police officers deemed as noncompliant, I guess. And they took uh, additional steps and uh, overstepped and killed this young black man who had autism. And so if we don't understand what autism is uh, publicly and get a better handle on that, then we leave ourselves open to see other events such as this take place um, and I must add that he was in a non-threatening uh, position at any time. He was not with a weapon or anything else. It just felt like he was not communicating, I guess, the way that they wanted him to or, or something. I, I really don't know how all that completely unfolded, but I did want to reflect on that because that um, these types of things can happen if we don't understand what it is and who it is 
Um, you know, and I'm hoping in the midst of our issues of police reform and, and, and these types of things that certain training will come to light that, that may assist us in better identifying uh, folks who have um, situations like this. And again, you know, I don't, I, I, anyway, I just wanted to bring attention to that because it, it is tragic and uh, certainly, uh, you know, um, a heartbreaking situation. So, so I want to ask you to reflect on that as from your perspective, Antonio, your thoughts about what happened to Mr. McLean. Well, it makes me think of my own personal experiences. I was a recipient of psychiatric evaluation. And because of the results, I was in a psychiatric hospital institution myself. Um, because when you're autistic, there's a higher likelihood of abuse. And that's what occurred to me. Uh, there was sexual abuse, physical abuse, all around abuse. Um, and some people will abuse you because you're special needs and that's what happened to me. And the perpetrators actually communicated that to me in extremely unfriendly words. That's what they were saying. So I'm, um, that he could have been, I could have been him at the age of five that could have happened to me especially um, the reason for me being a psychiatric institution was I was angry at my father for not protecting me, so I hurled off at him. And the police could have done to me what they did to him. Um, they decided not to arrest me, they decided to get me um, to meet up with psychologists and psychiatrists. And, they had me stay for the weekend. I got out Monday morning. This is September 2018, a week before my 25th birthday. So I was 24 in a, in a hospital with people who had hardcore drugs in their system and people who were labeled, not to be mean, but it's true, clinically insane. And it was, and my blood pressure was going up and shower much. It was, it was horrific. So that, and it's worse when you're in a community when you're taught to be seen and not heard, to what goes in this house stays in this house. So we have the effects of slavery in the Black community, along with autism, too. And you'll feel like that is a double whammy, and that's how I felt. And I was able to not have psychiatric medicine, which is a, which um, they said you're because of your cognitive functioning, you're better off with a therapist, somebody to talk these things out. So that's what I had to be real about what happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And uh, I, I want to, I'm going to go back to your bio real quick, because I, I want, I want this audience to understand my admiration for you. Um, you are a rock star, Antonio. Thank you. And I'm getting ready to let everybody know how bad a boy you really are. Um, so, so educational experts compared Antonio to a vegetable and believed in the worst in him. He was diagnosed with pervasive developmental disorder. And although he tried to attend neighborhood schools, it wasn't the best fit. Most schools in the American education system and most jobs in the American workforce can't service him well because of their lack of understanding of gifted, extraordinary people such as Antonio. In 1997, his parents successfully sued the District of Columbia public school system because they failed to live up to their promise to properly educate him. Um, they were required to pay for uh, his private special education until he graduated high school. Um, in high school, he was the valedictorian 4.0 in the 11th grade, college graduate with a bachelor's in human services and a minor in psychology. He was the commencement speaker at the ages of 14 and 23. He's an international traveler and he is designated disability services provider by the DC Department of Disability Services. Even though he was labeled with disabilities in math, he was the top performing math student. Even though he was labeled with speech and language impairments, he won the oratorical contests. Even though he was labeled with nonverbal learning disability, he read people's body language very well. Everybody engages in self-stimulatory or stimming behavior, such as rocking, uh, rocking and hand flapping. So why is stimming bad for those with autism? He was a straight-A student, winner of the cursive crown in sixth grade, seventh grade secretary, eighth grade president. He won awards in basketball, chemistry, English, track, and softball. In fact, Barack Obama signed his academic honors. He went to Hershey Park as a graduation gift. He loves the arts, and he's also the life of the party. We'll do... We'll, deal with that later. <laughs> but uh, he's worked for many high profile organizations, including St. John's Community Services, and was named a board member at the age of 21. He also volunteered for his father's philanthropic foundation, the Brewer Foundation, a DC nonprofit dedicated to community services focused on education and disability advocacy, which he inspired uh, his dad to create. He was recently appointed by DC Mayor Muriel Bowser to the District of Columbia State Rehabilitation Council, and which advises uh, about the needs of district residents with disabilities who receive or are seeking vocational services with the agency. He is indeed living proof that labels are irrelevant. If he had lived the, the short, by the short-sighted standards of others, he would be a vegetable. 
but he is not at all. He is a thriver and he is redefining these labels. And while others are still struggling with the negative connotations of words like autism, he considers it his super blessing. You are a rock star, Antonio. And Thank you, person with a namesake. <laughs> cousin in D.C. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it, is, it is an honor having you here. And I think that, uh, again, your, um, wow, your drive, your, your tenacity, your ability to navigate those experiences that you shared uh, coming up, those very personal experiences and those very traumatic experiences, again, is a testament to your spirit and the ability to uh, rise above. That's why you're a rock star or Superman, because they can fly. So uh, again, it is an honor to have you here, and we will go into uh, a little bit more um, here shortly. But um, again, so tell us a little bit what we've got well, I'm not going to do that because we've got one minute left to the break. So I don't want to squeeze you. But when we come back from that break, I want you to share with the audience a little bit of information about your show. Uh, because I'd certainly want them to know about your show and and to tune in and, and check out what the, the other Myers folks are doing in D.C. So, uh, again, honor and a pleasure having you here as we talk about Blacks and autism, from disability to super blessing. You are listening to the Bill Myers Inspires on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm Bill Myers, and we'll be back in just a moment. Today, we are facing some of the greatest challenges of our lives, from our health to political unrest, the environment, financial uncertainty, and the nation's racial divide. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Bill Myers Inspires as he and his guests take a deep dive into the issues that impact our world with an eye to exploring solutions. Emmy Award-winning actor Bill Myers is an accomplished actor, jazz musician, filmmaker, writer, educator, and speaker. As a biracial man who's both black and white, Bill leverages his background, talent, and voice through creativity, compassion, and connection as activism for social justice to focus on uniting the divide and compelling change. Bill Myers Inspires encourages listeners to look within themselves and take decisive action to make a positive difference. For more information, visit his website, BillMyersInspires.com, and sign in for the latest news and updates. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. You're listening to Bill Myers Inspires. 
here on the Inspired Choices Network. We're here every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for joining us. And now, let's get back to the conversation. We are back, and you're listening to Bill Myers Inspires with my special guest today, Mr. Antonio Myers. So, Antonio, you are the host of a podcast, and I would like to give you a moment to explain to us and share with us about your podcast and um, what type of stories or, or, or what, what, what you cover in your podcast. So tell us about your podcast. I am the podcast host of Tony Time Daily. It is for adults only because I don't always keep my language clean. And I do tend to, to cover adultish topics. Um, that's why the letter E is next to my podcast title and explicit content. Uh, the reference is Apple Podcasts. By the way, I'm on Google Podcasts. Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Overcast. Those are the ones I'll be able to name for right now that I'm on. And I cover justice issues, human rights concerns, the need for people to be whole and wholeness and how to go about it. And I tend to cover topics that society tends to be quiet about, that society tends to be of uh, a shamer for when it comes to uh, people being fully human. So I cover anything, everything. I talk about my life with autism. It's very autobiographical. And I just share what's on my heart. And I'm on, it's, I'm on Anchor. Right, it's a free podcast distribution site where it will distribute podcasts for you if you choose that option. So, and I'm also on Amazon Music as well. You know, Antonio. So, so his his podcast is Tonio Time. Uh, daily. Daily. Tonio Time Daily. Yes. Okay, so so what you need to understand, folks, is that he does a podcast every day. So in a week, he covers two months of what I do. So I really admire that. That, <laughs> uh, that is serious business. And so uh, I want to uh, applaud you for that, uh, that, that work and that and, and being able to to bring those messages to the public and. Um, and also applaud you for, for having the courage to have the conversations, the uncomfortable conversations uh, that others don't want to have, um, because that's when we can grow, is when we can become uncomfortable for just a bit. So yeah. I want to thank you for your contribution in that way to the dialogue here in this country so I want to take a moment and, and, and share with you an article that I was directed to by Camille Proctor at The Color of Autism. And one of her um, associates there at The Color of Autism in Detroit uh, was interviewed and provided this information. Now, the title of this article 
is called How Autism Researchers Can Be Better Can Better Reach Black Families. Mm. And so it was written by Jacqueline Jeffrey Walensky. Um, and it was in December of 2020. So it reads, Black people with autism face numerous obstacles to care in the United States, including long wait times for evaluations and limited access to the services they need. And they are often not included in research, leaving them underserved in other ways. It's a struggle that Kim Kaiser, Director of Programming at the Color of Autism Foundation, knows firsthand. Staff at her autistic son's school initially told her he had oppositional defiant disorder, a misdiagnosis that research suggests may happen often with Black children. Another clinician didn't understand the boy's native language, Jamaican patois, and so underestimated his language skills. It wasn't until Kaiser found a Jamaican psychologist that her son was assessed correctly. It was three completely different evaluations, Kaiser says. Kaiser says her son's diagnostic odyssey inspired her work at the Color of Autism, where she trains Black families to navigate the complexities of an autism evaluation and to advocate for their children at school and elsewhere. Quote, if I'm having this trouble and I have the skills, knowledge, base, and education, what is going on with parents who don't have the education, don't have the advocacy skills, and can't seem to find their voice to protect their child, she says. Kaiser spoke with Spectrum about the color of autism's work, why, research, why researchers fail to reach Black families, and what's needed to fix that disparity. I won't go on any further, but this is exactly what Camille Proctor was sharing with me, and again, was my discovery when I attempted to find out the statistics and the research findings as it relates to autism and in the black community. And so I've, I think that it definitely, uh, there's a lot of work to be done there. And as long as there are those kinds of misdiagnoses and, and, uh, and misunderstandings in the public arena, again, you know, uh, bad things, there are bad outcomes. Misdiagnoses are, are bad outcomes. Uh, uh, what happened with Elijah McLean, a bad outcome. So, um, you know, so what can we do as members of the general public, Antonio, to either learn more? How do we advocate? How can we as individual citizens support and bring more attention to the cause of autism? Be person-centered. Put the person before the label, because that also means to be human-centered. Now, who means to be love-centered, compassion-centered, empathy-centered. So if you say a person with autism, that's being person-centered, that's loving the person. Some people have language sensitivity. Some people don't mind being called autistic, and some people do. 
some people may not like to be referred to as having autism. So understanding people's language boundaries will go a long way and don't stigmatize the person. And remember that they actually are a person. And help with their gifts, help cultivate their gifts. Um, they're good at writing can encourage them with suitable outlets to have their writing gifts expressed. And with be willing to be friendly. And not fix it on what society says, but be friends and because you love them, not out of pity, because that doesn't help at all. And I dare say, humanize the person. Because you have to humanize yourself so you can actually humanize them. And see and treat people as humans. See and treat yourself as a human. And if we could understand that people are bigger than the labels, you know, the labels don't own them. Um, in fact, the label is in submission to that person because of their innate qualities and well-being, which means they can do excellency regardless of what the experts said about them. That's what it means to be bigger than the label and the label not only. And lastly, I would just say, research organizations and entities who are into these kinds of advocating. Um, and you will find that there's more people who have your thoughts as well. Yeah, that is that is good. That is good information. And I appreciate you sharing that. So now I'm going to come back on that because you in the midst of this and, and you and I have quite a bit in common because I'm not a big fan of labels either. They just always fall short because right. it's not the label, it's not the CEO, it's not the whatever the label is that that, you know, really defines the person. And so I want to know the person behind it because you know, there are CEOs that are idiots. I mean, I mean you know what I mean? I, they, they're not worthy of these kinds of labels. They're carrying labels and they're not worthy of those labels. So that happens on the top side as well as the, the bottom side of that, the derogatory. Yes. So I want to ask you this. So I don't know. So let's say uh, I'm meeting you and I, now I have used the word autism. 500 times in this conversation, and it's something that you do not care for, how would you inform me or should we get in the habit of asking an individual how I should refer to you? I would say both ways. I'm sorry? I would say both ways. Ask the person and also me to lovingly pull you to the side and say, I prefer to be called this. It's no different than people are close to you. You don't mind them saying a nickname, but somebody who is on a stranger walking up to you saying a nickname, you're going to feel a sense of, hey, you don't have 
the privilege that these other people have. They're close to me. You're not. You're going to feel startled and disturbed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that because certainly I don't wish to offend, but I do think that we have trouble uh, because labels are such a pervasive part of our society. And unfortunately, people are limited in their language. They don't know. I mean, you know, again, as I was reading your piece and your, your bio, and it's like, you know, people that, you know, use the word retarded or, or whatever, you know, and it's like, they, they don't know, you know what I mean? And, and maybe they don't mean harm. And I think that we can discern the difference when someone says the exact same words, we can understand the intention behind it. We can certainly understand, you know, even just somebody calling you your name when they say it with some tone that suggests some malice behind it or some ill intent versus someone who says your name with a compassionate tone and a loving intent behind it. So, but I think language is that powerful, but again, I, I, I seek guidance to become better at it, you know, a better human being as we move along. So I do appreciate you sharing those tips with, uh, with me and the audience as well and how we can be better human beings. Uh, so Again, you are a gift, sir, and I'm glad that you're here helping me understand this uh, topic, this very uh, elusive topic in many ways, because there's just not enough information um, that is broad enough in in the public sphere for us as a collective society to uh, uh, know how to navigate this. So you are helping us with every one of your podcasts and with every you know, every utterance, you are helping us with this. So again, I applaud you for your work in helping educate all of us. And so it's, it's important work. And so uh, again, thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. And thank you, Brother Bill. <laughs> <laughs> See, we got a family reunion coming up soon, I can tell. So uh, <laughs> So we are going to take another break right now. And again, you are listening to Bill Myers Inspires with my special guest today, Mr. Antonio Myers from Washington, D.C., as we discuss Blacks and autism. We'll be back in just a moment. Today, we are facing some of the greatest challenges of our lives, from our health to political unrest, the environment, financial uncertainty, and the nation's racial divide. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Bill Myers Inspires as he and his guests take a deep dive into the issues that impact our world with an eye to exploring solutions. Emmy Award-winning actor Bill Myers is an accomplished actor, jazz musician, filmmaker, writer, educator, and speaker. As a biracial man who's both black and white, Bill leverages his background, talent, and voice through creativity, compassion, and connection as activism for social justice to focus on uniting the divide and compelling change. Bill Myers Inspires encourages listeners to look within themselves and take decisive action to make a positive difference. For more information, visit his website, BillMyersInspires.com, and sign in for the latest news and updates. You're listening to Bill Myers Inspires. 
here on the Inspired Choices Network. We're here every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for joining us. And now, let's get back to the conversation. We are back once again, and I'm delighted to have my special guest with me today, Mr. Antonio Myers from D.C., y'all. And uh, (laughs) he's giving us the the 411 on on autism and in the Black community and giving us a a huge lesson on, on becoming better human beings. And that is awesome. And uh, we need as many reminders of that as we can muster. So um, Antonio, you have a perspective here uh, 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 that is, again, admirable and, 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 and rock star status uh, as far as your accomplishments. But I want to I want to just turn my attention to in this last segment to you and explaining to us, educating us, if you will, on your perspective um, on how uh, your life and uh, and and everything that comes with it, again, flaws and all and all the good stuff and all the bad stuff, how that manifests into being a super blessing. And I think if you could 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 inform us let us know about your life and 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 a super blessing i think that would bless us all well i i see myself as a divine miracle being displayed um like you i have a faith-based background and for 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 many years i thought that there was something perturbed about me, something off-putting about me because of my autism. And then I studied the relationship between um, the Bible and disability. And the book of John, people are asking, Jesus' disciples were asking him, um, who sinned? Was it your was it his parents? They're trying to figure out the cause of why is this man born blind? Excuse <laughs> me, because in that culture, disability was seen as a curse, a sin, a sign of evil. And basically, Jesus told them, and no, the works of God might be displayed in him. So I felt like Jesus talking personally to me when I read that. And it really helped me to understand the horrors of the ship of fools and the idiot cages where people with disabilities in the middle age times are actually shipped off and locking people with disabilities in cages. I, I learned this at the RCM of Washington Incorporated. It's located on New York Avenue, Northeast Washington, D.C. And I was learning how to be a direct support professional. I ended up not taking a job because of the $7 a day budget you have to spend on 
people that if you're traveling everywhere, you can easily go over $7 a day. And they would have had me work with people, um, perhaps with bipolar schizophrenia that would be outside of my um, accommodations, reasonable accommodations. So I had to understand that often disability is misperception and a pessimistic attitude. Pessimism can be a disability because you don't see um, the, the to total uh, beauty of a person, right? So it, it, it's quick example, a person in a wheelchair, you'll just see this person in a wheelchair, well, I'll see them as, oh, they have a unique way of traveling. They have a beautiful way of transportation. Mm -hmm. To get to have a trust of humankind that I need to learn from. They get to have a sense of community that I have not yet embraced and need to start embracing. So that's an example of super blessing. You know, that is beautiful. And you are correct on all counts, sir. Um, it is an issue of perspective it, uh, in how we choose to look at a thing, whatever it is, um, there, there are several options. There are, you know, infinite amount of options, quite frankly, on how we choose to view and how we choose to process uh, the thing. And I think that that's beautiful. And again, I, I wanted to give you a moment to, to bless us with that explanation and it is so rich and again i'm so grateful that you are here today uh my friend and i'm glad that you are on this show and i appreciate you taking time out and out of your busy schedule of a million shows a week or whatever it is <laughs> so antonio it is a pleasure having you here uh i'm glad that to know you now my friend and we will definitely stay in touch and this is not the last time that we will we will lock horns here on Bill Myers Inspires. So it is a pleasure having you here and I wish you all the best, sir. You too, my older brother. <laughs> we'll talk about that label older here when we get done, right? In just a few minutes. <laughs> okay, all right. But thank you so much. Thank you for spending your afternoon right here with us at Bill Myers Inspires. Remember, we're here every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Inspired Choices Network. Remember to take time this week to take a breath and look within yourself and figure out how you can make a positive difference in this world. Spread the word, and we'll see you here next Friday. Have a wonderful week.